Hello world, this is Kara. And this is Elizabeth. And you're listening to In Transit, Two Triathletes Take on the World. Hey, you know what, Elizabeth? What? I think we need to do a little background on the show real quick. I was thinking, because we haven't done that in a while, and if someone's just first listening to the show, maybe we can give just a little short thing about what our show is about. I think that's actually a really good idea. So basically, uh, our show covers triathlon information, kind of races and training of just two everyday women, you know, triathlete chicks. (laughs) Triathlete chicks. Yeah, and but you know, I think in mo- I think most of our listeners have to be male anyway, so that's kind of funny. But yeah, we just thought we would give a female perspective of being right. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. It's a female perspective, but it's a show for anyone. You know, it doesn't discriminate by ra- right. or by uh, gender. Exactly. So um. And we also often talk about everyday life things that are basically, you know, triathlon is a lifestyle, so anything about life fits right in there. And then, mm-hmm. and then we also, what else do we talk about? We talk about travel and um, travel tips and things you can do to um, make travel easier or more enjoyable. That too. And yeah, and also uh, just health-related things in general, like um, nutrition and mental health, and kind of just a good, uh, like a optimistic, positive overall well-being, positive outlook on life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully positive. Sometimes we're negative, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's get this show on the road here. Our first section here, we just kind of give a little try 101 and talk about how our training's going. So, all right. First of all, we're training for a marathon, right? Or your well, first thing you have is a half marathon. Right. And I got the, the big boy. Well, we have the big boy in uh April, but I've got a half coming up in 11 days. Yeah. Dude, guess and what? What? <laughs> I ran 12 miles on Saturday, so I almost ran a half marathon. <laughs> Dude, that's them. I know this. Well, actually, this coming weekend I'm running 13. So, but your half is um not this weekend, but the next. Right. I'm running um nine on Friday, and I'm running six on Sunday. Mhm. Okay. And then I'm gonna kind of taper off and probably just run uh three 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 on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mhm. And then uh actually three 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 and no, I'm sorry, I'm messing. Four, three, three, and three, and that takes me through Thursday. So four on Monday, three, three, three. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not going to run on Friday or Saturday, okay. and then Sunday is the race. So. Excellent. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, on I think that when you'll be doing the race on, or actually on that Saturday, I'll be running ten because it's like a one of the weeks where it, it rewinds a little bit. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You're doing really well. I'm, I, I feel like um, I feel like my body's holding up so much better than my last marathon training. But for some reason, I feel like I was in so much better shape last time, last marathon season. Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just 
kind of feel slavish lately. You, you know what I I have found? Um, I I think I'm able to. This is kind of a funny thing about moving, I guess. I'm able to stick to my schedule a lot better because I'm not as familiar with the area, and so I don't have as many distractions yet. That is completely exactly what happened to me when I moved. Um, that's when I started my first marathon training, and I completely agree. I didn't know anybody, so I wasn't distracted. I didn't know where to go, yeah. so I just ran, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of nice though actually in a way it's like uh it's a good escape sort of just to focus to be able to focus it's kind of like nice not to have like not it sounds weird but it's kind of nice not to know tons of people yet because right. I'm, i don't have everybody calling me up and yeah dragging me right and left and you're like right. oh, i really should be training yeah totally i completely yeah, agree with you. so I'm feeling pretty good about my training because I'm Yeah, you're doing really well. You are. So, And I'm registered for already for Charlottesville. Oh, my God. So, that's so exciting. Yeah, because so I, I had to lock it in. And, yeah, you need to register soon. <laughs> I know. I'm going to register after the half. Okay, cool. Okay, here are... Well, no matter, goals. no matter what happens, you still have to go, make it to Charlottesville. <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Okay. I have a doubt that I'll, I'll, well, I'll have no doubt that I'll run the marathon. Um, Good. But, I, yeah, I'm not worried about that. But, um, okay, so I am really worried about my half, though. I just feel so unprepared. But you I don't know, know why. that course is a really pretty fast and flat course. You'll, I've they changed the course. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Dang it, I forgot. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, dang it. Yeah, but well, when I ran it, it was good. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm so excited, though, that so, I know so many people going to it. I think I'll just stay motivated the whole time and be fine. Yeah, yeah, but, I think um, you will, too. I'm so bummed yeah. that I can't go. Like, I mean, it just, I just can't justify it because I have, like, a trillion bazillion trips to go on this summer, like, one a month because I have weddings to go to. and like. Oh, I know, I know. And I'm, and since I'm already going to be going to the Charlottesville one, so. But I'm, right. I'm getting so jealous of you to meet, like, Tave and, and like, all, everyone. Going, oh, I so. know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's but, really um, cool. I'm just so shocked how many people are actually going. They said that they capped the half marathon at 6,000, and they capped the full marathon at 6,000. And they said they're well over half of that right now. Whoa, that's good. That's I know, really that's good. great. It's going to be huge. You know, but, hey, um, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say that my goals for the half marathon are a little bit um, different than my running times have been during my training. So I'm being a little bit more lenient on myself for my goal. That's good. Yeah, because you're yeah. still, it's really, it's not like an A race. Your A race is the marathon, so. Right, this right. Is just, That's kind of how I feel. treat it like a, train, a training run, you know. Right. Well, you know what's really weird? And I, and my first running team, every single one of them, almost every single running person on my running team, uh, my when I first started running, they, they, they were in their second or third or fourth or fifth marathon or seventh or whatever. They had run a marathon previously. Uh-huh. And they said 
they're like, oh, your first one's just going to kill you, blah, 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 and your body's just going to not know what to do. And they were completely right. Like, my body was messed up. Okay. And my times were really slow, and I just was falling apart. But mm-hmm. this this time, like, I've, I'm seriously down to, like, nine-minute miles, nine-and-a-half-minute miles. And, like, the other day I ran um, – I did a quick three the other day, and I ran, uh, I ran that in like 24 minutes or something like that. That's and awesome. I was like, how am I doing this? But my knee held up really well, and so I'm like so excited. I just feel so much. I I think it's I don't know if it's all mental or if my body's just like oh lord here we go again you know or what. But I feel like I'm holding up well and I'm recovering Good. well and all that. So. You know, it's really weird when I ran my 12 this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. I wore my garments and I wasn't even looking at it because I actually had my sleeve over it. I just wanted to, I looked at it like just a couple times when I thought I was getting, like I had been running long enough that it was probably close to 12 miles. But when wow. I got when I got home, I looked at my pace and I averaged like 10 minutes, 10 seconds like overall pace you know that like is a, freaking a, really good well, and I was freaking shocked because I knew like I when I left for the run I was like okay I'm really I'm just gonna even if I run like 12 minute miles like I don't even care I'm just getting the mileage in right right well, totally that's how like, I feel every time I, I run but I felt like I was running so slow yeah <laughs> like I, it felt like well I mean not that slow but I didn't think I thought I was like probably around like eleven an eleven minute pace or something, and I was at ten right. ten ten, which I mean I want my goal is to like be right around it like a ten like ten flat would be nice, you know, yeah, and but like I was so shocked that I ended up with a ten ten. Yeah, that is really good. Like I was for, really for happy it. with it. Yeah, and Heck on my yeah. on my short runs, I've been running at the. Um, like, well, short runs, meaning, like, just the ones during the week, like, between three and six miles about is where I am. And those right. ones, I've been running at the track at the gym, and I haven't been, like, I'll, all I do is run, like, if I'm supposed to run three miles, I just run 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, that's but, what I do. But I think I am running you're actually faster. running further mileage. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of like, and I'm not, I'm not wearing a heart rate monitor. All I do is I... I wear my watch and I like set the timer. That's it. And I don't like think about my how fast I'm going. I just run. And I think it's actually making me faster. You know? Yeah. 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 So anyway, okay. <laughs> I've completely blocked out Elizabeth. Go faster. I just don't even care anymore. I'm just like I'm gonna get some miles in. If I have to go, you know, super slow, I go super slow. I'm not. I'm not trying to win any races. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. I mean, I what I'm gonna do for my um, half marathon is I I mean I'm gonna set the goal for um, ten and a half minute pace, and if I do better than that, great. If I do worse than that, whatever. But um, I think my goal is gonna be about ten and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, good. I think that's realistic, and I think it's doable. And it's and it's good because you it'll still be consistent with your marathon training. You know, like you don't. You don't want to go and blow yourself up, you know? Oh, heck no. No way. No way. And yeah. then, then be out for the whole marathon. So Right. 
I mean, I've never been super fast or anything, but <laughs> it's well for long distance running. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to try to get a nine minute. I'm not going to be hard on myself. I'm just going to do it, have fun, and try to run the whole time, which I I think I should be able to do. Oh, okay. What are you doing? What did you? What are you doing for food? What did you do on your 12 mile? Okay, this is really bad, and you probably shouldn't follow my example. <laughs> oh no! What did you do? Well, okay. Here's what I did. I <laughs> I ran outside. Well, I ate breakfast. I didn't go running until like um, almost 11 in the morning. Okay, so but the temperature so low, it's like yeah, totally fine. Yeah, because I wanted to wait for it to warm up a little. Cause, yeah, oh, jeez. Okay. So well, warm up meaning like get up to 25. Or oh my God! Are you serious? What's the temperature there now? Um, today it was like 15 degrees. Oh my god, it's like 73. That's crazy. Uh, okay, oh, wait, sorry, for those of you who don't know, Kara's in Connecticut, and I am in Dallas. Yeah. So, that's quite, kind yeah, of oh, different. And if you're ever, if you look at our website, that's another thing, we need to mention our website and phone number and stuff, because we haven't done that for a while either. So we have a website, yeah, and it's it's um intransitduo.com. And if you go there at on our homepage at the bottom, there's a weather thing, and there's one for New Haven, Connecticut, where I am, and one for Dallas, so you can see like what the temperature is in both, or what you know what our weather is. That's so cool. Places. I I like it. I look at it sometimes, just you know. I looked at it today just to see if you were cold or not. <laughs> that was so nice here. It's freaking. I was like, crazy. I wonder, I wonder what Kara is doing. I'm freezing, and uh, like yesterday, I wore two scarves because I was so cold, and <laughs> <laughs> and like I have, I had to um like scrounge around for hats because I like in Dallas, even when it's cold, you don't even need a freaking hat, you know? Right. Like I mean, you maybe like two days out of the year. Uh-huh. And, so, and I've already worn my hat twice, two days, I swear, only two days. Yeah, and so um, when, like, since I was in Texas for, like, over three years, like, somehow, and, I, you know, it's weird, though, I lived in Iowa, which is freaking cold as hell, What? but I don't remember ever wearing a hat there for some reason. I think I was just, like, a stupid kid, like, oh, I don't need a hat, you know? <laughs> I don't know, or maybe I had a hood. I don't know, but I, for some reason, I just don't have any hats, so I had to go out and get like a hat, and I had to go out and get one of those like headband things for running. Oh no! Because and I had one of those too, and it's I don't know what happened yeah. to it. Okay, okay, so we got cut off there because Gizmo sucks, and <laughs> and we're gonna ask um, we need to ask Brett or someone what to use instead of gizmo because it sucks anyway or i don't know what the deal is maybe we're just technically challenged anyway but i got it oh you were gonna tell us what you were eating on your 12 miler oh yeah so don't do what i did but (laughs) here's the thing i took um with me like some money you know because i didn't i figured i would run like into town and then stop somewhere and get like a Gatorade or something and then run back because I'm like okay 12 miles I can stop for like five minutes or something no you know whatever or you know a couple minutes to drink some Gatorade 
or whatever. Well, I just ran the whole way, and I didn't even need anything. Like, I wasn't thirsty, and I... Tara! I wasn't, like... I felt fine, so I'm like, eh, whatever. So I just ran the whole 12 miles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. See, I shouldn't have done that, probably. No, well, no. you know, I need to get a fuel belt. That's what I need to do. Cause I know, I have one, and I freaking love it. Did you finally get one? When did you yeah, get one? Yeah, I did. I got it um, as a Christmas gift, actually. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot, you told me that. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I, need, I just need to get one because otherwise, if it's not, like, on me, I'm, I know I'm not going to, like, stop and... Right. Even it's if I take, really, obviously... I think that brings up a good point, though, actually, because I think a lot of people do um, uh, think just because it's cold outside and they're not sweating as much that they're not dehydrating, yeah. that they actually are. Yeah, I know. And see, I was even thinking of that, and then, well... Because where where I was running, I had I would have had to stop at like kind of a particular time where I was around some shops and stuff, and I, when I was running by there, I was like, oh, I'm fine, and so I just kept going. But then like the rest of my run, there wasn't anywhere to really stop. So you know, how did you feel afterward? Because you're really weird about nutrition stuff, like as far as eating and when you're working out. So how did yeah, how I did know. you feel afterward? It was surprisingly, I felt fine. Like, I got home, you know, when I got back here, I drank some water and ate something and was completely fine. And then I took oh. a nap. And But, like, as far as soreness and stuff I and or feeling weird, I was completely fine. Well, that is awesome. I mean, I mean, lucky you. That's really good. I know. I mean, I, the worst of it was that I was just tired. That's all. Yeah. Well, shit, you just ran 12 miles. <laughs> yeah, so I was really happy. I was like, wow, okay, this is good. This is a that good is sign. That is really good. That's really good. So. Um, for, I'm just trying, I don't feel like on my long run, I feel actually like I'm doing fine. I still have that 20-minute crap that I, like, the first 20 minutes seems so hard. Yeah. And then after that, I'm totally fine. I could run for days, but... um. It still seems like the first 20 minutes, I'm just totally yeah, making it happen. So, But I'm still trying to get into the mindset of, or I'm trying to get my body used to um, uh, having goos while I'm working out for longer distances. Mm-hmm. So um, what I'm doing is I'm just, I, I have one after, I have a goo, for long runs, I mean like anything over six miles, I have one at the 20-minute mark. And then, um, depending on uh, the time, I'll have one about 45 to 50 minutes later, and then I'll finish out the run like that. So I'll I'll do two goos if I'm doing about nine, ten miles. See, yeah, I need to do that. And, and well, see, I also I should be taking goos because I need to practice that while in my training, you know. So when yeah, I, totally. And um, I even have goos in um, with my triathlon stuff, and I didn't even, I don't know. I'm just, you know how when it's off-season, you're, like, out of it, kind of? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I am, anyway. I, you, <laughs> like, I forgot, like, half the equipment I have. I don't, oh, you know what? This is how crazy I am. <laughs> just a little bit. 
So tonight, or on the weekend, it was a little bit wet out, so my shoes got kind of muddy on my run. Mm -hmm. And, but I went to the gym tonight, so I didn't want to, like, have dry mud, like, flaking off my shoes. Yeah. Well, so I washed them off, but they got kind of wet, so I had to use my backup pair of shoes. But they didn't have any laces in them. And I cannot find my lace. Like, well, I ended up just using the laces from the wet shoes, you know? Yeah. But I cannot find my extra laces because the laces that I used were, like, the stretchy or the, like... Zip things. The, yeah, the s- elastic ones. But I couldn't... Yeah. And I know I have, like, the original laces somewhere. I was but, trying to figure out why they were gone to begin with, but okay, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and... Yeah, because I had switched... Like, I always keep... um. I always have two pairs of running shoes. Like, so when I, like, next time I buy a new pair, I'll throw, like, the oldest pair away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You rotate them in and out. But then, but my yanks or whatever the hell you call those (laughs) elastic um, laces, I just switch those out. So my previous pair of shoes don't have any laces now because I switched them, you know. Huh. Anyway, okay, so yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but basically, oh yeah, I know, because on off-season you forget where everything is. Oh so, yeah, totally, that is true. So yeah, I can't, I swear I have like, I have several pairs of laces, because I, I never use the laces that come with the shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't find them anywhere, so, but that's also moving for you, I guess. So. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But I know they're just packed away somewhere all nice and snug. So, <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so it sounds like we're doing good on our training, and I just yeah. got to keep it up and survive my race, and we'll be good. And I, wait, I, before we end Try 101, I have two more things to say. Oh, good. <laughs> well, first of all, about my ballet body class, um, it's going really well, and it's like a kick-ass core workout. Oh, good. Yeah, it's really good. It's like uh, Pilates and ab work and some uh, like ballet movements all intertwined. And so basically it's just a core workout completely. So that's really good. It's really good. And it's all anaerobic. It's, it's good stuff. So, and I think, I think that is actually helping my running. Like even though I've only gone two to two classes so far mm-hmm. like I just feel stronger already like Ooh, good. that's really good I love stuff that kind of gives you a good feeling right off from the start that's I think really good. even if it's not stronger it's maybe like because I'm using those muscles I'm more aware of them now oh yeah you know yeah, like definitely. you just feel them more so you you're more conscious of them and then you like utilize them better or something. Yeah, I I actually know exactly what you're trying to say. And oh my god. What? I can't leave. I I haven't said anything about my Bikram yoga class. Oh yeah, dude. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk about crazy. Okay. So you have so, to give a little background on it. Yeah, okay. Well, Andy has to remind him about w- what if they didn't hear the show where I okay. totally talked about you. Okay, <laughs> so for those of you who aren't long-time listeners, like six shows back, Kara goes off on um, <laughs> on how stupid it is to, well, how how some people can be really stupid for going to this crazy yoga class that's like 
100 degrees inside, and people just go so they can sweat because they feel like they're losing weight. And we we talk about this for about 10 minutes in that one show. Yeah, because one, didn't one of our listeners talk about going to yoga, and I was like, oh, that's okay as long as it's not one of those crazy hippie sweat classes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what you said. I just went off on uh, some rant, you know, like yeah, usual. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I have really bad scoliosis, and people were writing in saying what I should try and oh, give, yeah, yeah. give a shot. And so, yeah, Kara went on this big rant about that. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Oh, of course, I opened my big mouth before I, I know. know anything about it. Well, it turns out that <laughs> one of my friends takes Bikram Yoga. It's called Bikram Yoga, B-I-K-R-A-M. That's, That's the type that is the sweatshop one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what it is, it's, it's, a, it's yoga, but it's in 106 degrees. Are you there? Yep. Okay, I thought I lost you there for a second. Okay. Okay, it's 106 degrees in the room. And you do, like, power yoga. It's really weird and crazy intense. But so so I decided to go ahead and do this for some insane reason. And it's 90 minutes long. So it's that's Whoa. a long time. Yeah. So, um, but I wanted to ask a lot of questions, and I thought it would be totally worthwhile to go see, check it out. Well, yeah. okay, so Kara is mostly concerned about the heat issue <laughs> <laughs> and why... Why it's so hot. So that was my first question to the lady, Karen, who's really super cool and really nice, but kind of like a drill sergeant, but I guess she kind of has to be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I asked her you know, why they feel it has to be so hot in there and if it's for the purpose of losing weight or not, because that is a complete fallacy, you know. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, no, not at all. She said it um, helps contribute to... Uh, loosening of the muscles by keeping your body warm Okay. and, and um, the whole cleansing process. She's saying that by sweating, you're doing the whole cleansing thing. So I'm like, okay, I can buy that one. But, she's also, but she also said that it's easier to breathe whenever your body's warmer so your, all your muscles are taking in oxygen better and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Okay. So how true all that is, I don't really know, but... Um, but it, may, it definitely felt um, more flexible in the class. And I know for sure that I was able to do a couple things that I'm normally not able to do. Hmm. So it was, it was intense. I went with a friend who had never gone before, and uh, he passed out. So, <laughs> Whoa. yeah, it was crazy. Wait, but so, it was, so was, um, would you go back, you know? Did you Heck like yeah, it? I would. Heck yeah. Have Have you gone back? No, I haven't. It's really, it's kind of expensive to go. Yeah, how much is it? Well, it's um for... Or do, can you, is it a thing where they get you because they want you to sign up for multiple sessions? Or yeah, something? yeah. It's $20 a class. Uh-huh. But um, I, I cannot justify doing $20 a class for That's a specific lot. kind of yoga. Yeah. Whenever I have a gym that offers classes for free, you know what I mean. So. And you, like, that's not like your sport of choice or anything. No, yeah, exactly. I can completely see how it's beneficial, um, for any sport at all. I can totally see that because flexibility is one of the features of um, of physical health. So I can see how that is 
absolutely beneficial for anybody. But oh, that's another thing about my ballet class. It's helping me stay flexible, which is oh, really that's good. totally great. We go totally through like a, t- a whole stretching like thing at the beginning. So, oh, anyway, I'd okay. love to take that. I wonder if they have anything like that at my gym. I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, so it was really cool. And if anyone's willing to try it, just uh, here's the preparation that I had to do for it. You're supposed to drink half of your body weight in ounces the day of. What? Go. Yeah, it was crazy. Holy crap. <laughs> That's a lot of water, but I guarantee you I... I'm glad well, that I did that. Yeah, yeah. And you need to bring two towels, body towels, because they are totally you're wet. Sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Man. Oh, anyway, so cool. So that's like something for people to try, and something you might be doing again. So. I yeah, I mean, if you. It's worth the experience. It's definitely worth the experience, but by. I will forewarn people that you need to drink the water and you need to follow the directions because they have lots of etiquette rules and blah 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 that all seem ridiculous at the beginning but it all makes sense later on so um, just follow the rules <laughs> <laughs> cool and oh um, I had to mention about the other thing I was going to mention is my scuba class okay I'm so excited to take so scuba so I am taking scuba and it's going to be my surrogate swim swimming until the class is over because I have to talk myself into getting into the pool. Not because uh-huh. I don't like swimming, but just because it's a chore to get myself there. Totally. <laughs> so, but now I'm totally inspired. Mm-hmm. And I, I swam on, um, well, okay, so let me just tell you, I'm taking this class, um, the scuba class, and the it's on Sundays, like from one to five for eight weeks. And, um, oh, and I found out, I was wondering how they were going to do our open water dive testing. Well, we go, like, through the month of February, and then we have, like, the whole month of March off, and then we start again in April. So then it'll be a little bit warmer here. Oh, so, okay, good. Because otherwise it would, if we, if it's eight weeks starting now and just ending in March, it would be way too cold to freeze. Yeah. So even like end of April, beginning of May is pushing pushing it for doing. Right. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, so all we did so far with our first class is do swim testing. So we just had to swim 200 meters nonstop. Like you could go as slow as you want, but you just had to swim 200 meters nonstop. Oh. It which was so really you're like zoom zoom zoom. Yeah, I was like done. <laughs> <laughs> and then then we had to retrieve um. Uh, something from the bottom of the pool and we had to do a 10 minute like either you could either float or tread water test just to make sure like you just had to keep your head out of the water but not be holding on to anything for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and I found out I'm kind of a sinker (laughs) oh yeah that's funny yeah well if I have my lungs completely full, then I then I'll float a little bit. My legs just totally sink. But then as soon as I take a breath, I like sink back down. So I don't know. I it took me a long time to um, get used to like shallow breathing, so I would stay afloat. <laughs> right. Anyway, interesting. So Wait, that. How long did you have to do it? 
ten minutes. Oh, that's a really long time. Yeah, and then, but I did all, and um, we also have homework, like a book and like DVDs and stuff to watch. It's kind of cool, but um, cool. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be a good class, and I think it's also gonna be more of a workout than I expected. Like I think, I don't know. I'm actually. Well, I can't say that yet, I guess, because we didn't wear any of the equipment yet. But I'm interested to see how much of a workout it's going to be. Like, you know, swimming around with equipment on and stuff. Right. Well, when you're down under the water, it's not it's not heavy at all. Yeah. But, I mean, I just wonder, like, just wearing fins. I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting. It might... I don't know what to expect, I guess. Yeah. I think be, I think you're gonna love it. I really do. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really cool. So, and hopefully when we go to Australia, um, <laughs> we can go diving. You need to take a scuba class. Um, and uh, then we can all be certified. So. Hey, you know what just occurred to me? What? I don't know. This might be completely, completely off. But are you gonna be certified by the time you have our marathon? Um, no. Okay, never mind then. Oh, because Virginia? Yeah, I was thinking maybe if they've got some diving over there, but, you know, I can't think of anywhere they would have diving, but we're not too far. Yeah, like South Carolina has good, has diving. Oh, yeah? Okay. Supposedly. That's what one of the sites they mentioned, but we, oh, we get to go to Rhode Island to do our open water dives. Ew, really? That sounds so cool. I know, it's... Well, basically, you just do a weekend of test-out dives, you know, and they take you, I mean, it'll depend on the weather and blah, 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 but most likely it'll be going to Rhode Island and um, diving there, so it'll be like a weekend dive trip. Okay, everybody, it is time for this week's Stoked and Stellar. And we have a couple of things for you this week, which I think are super cool. I have um, one. I have one. i got to say it right now. Oh, good. What is it? <laughs> it is that you might have already noticed that I got a new headset, and you can actually hear me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kara can finally be heard. She's always, Okay, we've had the worst time with Kara. Kara's voice being so light, and I can't, we can never figure out if it was like her mic or if she just was hard to hear. Yeah, and I mean, it's always been that I'm not as loud as you when, um, when we record, but now, like, when we're recording from different places, my recording is always, like, so much lighter, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this is going to help, finally. So I know I'm super stoked about your new microphone. Thanks. Oh, it's like a sweet gamer headset. I'm like totally... Gamer headset? I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) totally geeked out. Did you you, you get some help at Best Buy and the little geeky guy was like, you've got to have this one. (laughs) No, I picked it out all myself at Best Buy. Okay, you're such a geek. I love it. I know. I didn't even need advice. I was like, oh, yeah, this one is sweet. (laughs) (laughs) This one's sweet. Anyway. Okay, so um, for this week's Stoked and Stellar, I have a list of books that are um, the perfect Valentine's gift for the health nut. 
and I got this list from um, Borders, the bookstore Borders, mm-hmm. and w- they have little lists all around the store that I've never really noticed before, but they're all around the store. There's like the health nut list, books to look at, and um, the nutrition nuts book list or all stuff like that. So I picked up this list from Borders, and it's got just a short list, and I think some of these are pretty good Valentine's Day gifts. And the prices range full from like thirteen bucks to twenty six or twenty seven, so they're all really reasonable. Yeah. Okay. So the first book is Body for Life by Bill Phillips. Um, the second book is Body for Life for Women by Pamela Peek. And um, the third book is Chi Running hmm. by Danny Dreyer. It's not about the bike by Lance Armstrong. I think almost everybody has that book. I would think. Yep, I read it. Yeah. Um, the new Enci- in the new Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Soul Mind Body Medicine by Z Gangsha. Z Gangsha. Z H I, however you pronounce that. Sorry, I'm messing that one I up. Think it's Z. Um The Soul of a Doctor by Susan Poirier et al. Um and her last name is spelled P-O-R-I-E-S. I'm assuming that's Poirier, but I don't really know. Um, the Strength Training Anatomy by Frederic de la Vier. Strength Training Anatomy. That would be pretty cool. Hmm. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. And then Ultra Marathon Man by Dean Carnazes. Uh, Carnazes. He's the guy that, that ran like 50 marathons in a row, like every yeah, day. Like all yeah, all 50 states within like a month or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Carnazes, yeah. And then the last book on the list is You, Colin, The Smart Patient by Michael Roizen and Mohammed C. Oz. Huh. That's a cool last name, that, Oz. That's interesting that so many of those are endurance sport related. I know, isn't that cool? I think endurance yeah. is really making a huge... Um, outbreak. Like, I really do. Yep. I mean, maybe it's always been like that, but I'm just not noticing it. Well, you know how whenever we do something, everyone follows us. I know. <laughs> we're, we're such leaders. We're, we're <laughs> such pioneers. Yeah, right. We're the followers. <laughs> no, but I love endurance sports. They're so fun. Anyway. I know. I, I mean, anyway, everybody, so well, a lot of people just think we're crazy, but I think... Well, we are. That's a, val- little, that's a really think, valid thought. I think to be an endurance athlete, you have to be a little bit crazy. It's like a prereq, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, <laughs> cool. That's a very cool list, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I have another thing, too. I just thought of it. Oh, what um, is it? Okay, this is something that's stellar, and I'm stoked about it. It's, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it fits into this category. Um... <laughs> Okay, guess what? Guess what I bought? Oh, no. I have no idea. You're never going to guess, but just make a guess anyway. Um, I think <laughs> you bought um, a, a new MP3 player. No. Okay. I bought a pedometer. Oh, my God. I don't believe it. 
Yeah, I've been talking about getting a pedometer for like a long time. Now. No joke. So yeah, I went to Target and bought a pedometer for five bucks. It, I was gonna say it probably costs like three bucks. Awesome. Yeah, and it's a little one, just like the one you have, because I actually the cheapest one is the best one because it's the smallest, you know. Yes. Which yes. you don't want a big bulky one anyway. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, why would you wear? I don't know. Anyway, long story short. Anyway. Um, so during the day, have you noticed that you kind of start thinking more like you need to walk around? Yeah, like, okay, uh-huh. here, the first, here, here's, I actually, this is good because I want to ask you how much you walk around normally, but let me first tell you, I've worn it for three days now, okay? Oh, yeah, I wore okay. it on Friday, because I bought it on Thursday night, I wore it on Friday, dur- like, what I do is I put it on right before I leave my apartment, and then I... Mm-hmm wear it all day and then when I get home I take it off so it's like basically how much I walk at work you know and so um on Friday I walked almost six miles oh at work yeah oh that's great well because I I um walk like I have to go to different buildings a lot so I'm walking outside a lot and so yeah Friday I walked almost six miles but on Yesterday and today, I only walked just over three because I didn't have to go, like, I usually have to go to the hospital or um, to, like, when I go for lunch, I'll walk outside, but the last couple of days have been so cold. Well, actually, I didn't need to go to those other buildings, and they've just been really cold, so I walked, I didn't walk as much, but it was like three-something miles. Yeah. That... So, like, what are your averages? Um, that's pretty consistent with mine, actually, but here's what I do. I, my goal is five miles a day, normal, like 10, normal walking. Steps, right? I want it to say, yeah, I want it to say 10,000 steps, or I have mine on the mile thing because I just like the mile. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly You can toggle back the, and forth. That's but, um, here's what I do. If I have a long run that day, anything six miles or above, I don't worry about my goal for the day, like my five miles. I don't worry about it. Uh-huh. But if I have just a three, anything below six, uh-huh. here's what I do. If I don't make my five-mile mark, like it happens a lot that I average like three to three and a half. That seems to be the trend. Then you add that the difference I, onto your run? I No, actually, I take the difference and divide that by two. Uh-huh. And then add it onto my run because oh, I'm running. Because running's more than walking. Right. So... Um, I just uh, I just run half of what I'm lacking. Okay, so if you're short like a mile, then you would ru- add on a half mile to your run. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. That's really good. Um. Oh, and get this too. <laughs> so you know how I'm just a total data do- dork or whatever you want to call me. You totally. Know? So I love this predominant idea because I like t- crunching numbers and you know I like to mm-hmm. have stats and so. <laughs> So yeah, at work, like I kept, I like to keep looking at it every once in a while. And so obviously my coworkers and my boss like um, know I've been wearing a pedometer because yeah, you know I have to be like, guess what? I've walked four miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to share the the data. So um, well, but the funny thing is, uh, my boss she said that she has a 
pedometer and she's like oh I need to start wearing mine again and so I inspired her to start wearing hers she wore hers today <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah so I thought that was really cool and then one of my other um coworkers, I think she's gonna get one too so um I'm, I'm excited the power of a pedometer I know, just a little pedometer. Oh, and I and this is funny too. So I told my mom that I got a pedometer, and I'm like, you should get one. She's like, oh, I have one in the drawer somewhere. I'm like, what? <laughs> she already had one. It was one of those ones from McDonald's that you they are giving out, you know. Oh, the ones that nobody wears when they go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The people that eat at McDonald's don't care about it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Not that McDonald's is evil, but we're just saying. But it is. Anyway. It is. No, I'm just going to say it. It is. And I don't care what people say. So I told her, I told my mom, this was yesterday, I told her that I was challenging her to wear her pedometer tomorrow. Oh, and she didn't know you had to wear it horizontally. You're <laughs> she kidding. You, she thought you could just, like, put it in your pocket or something. I'm like, Mom, she's like, yeah, I tried to wear it before, but it just wasn't working. I'm like, no way. <laughs> but apparently, it, they didn't come with instructions. The pedometers don't really come with instructions, the ones that, the, the McDonald's ones. You're kidding. No, yeah. See, okay, that's just another reason why they're evil. Yeah, and so people probably don't even know what the hell, they probably just thought they were broken or something. But anyway, oh. so I thought that was hilarious. So she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. And um, so she's supposed to call me and let me know how far she walked today. But, okay, I, told her, well, but I told her she can't to not try to walk more than usual because I just want to see what her baseline is. Yeah, that's great. Listen to you. You're like, look at baseline and then try to increase it and see what the difference is. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so don't try to, to you know, walk more just so it looks like you have better Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. Okay, well, I, so have, I have one more thing. Kara's little um, try to inspire the world by wearing a pedometer. <laughs> I know. I love pedometers. Okay, here's, I've got one more thing to say on Soaked and Stellar. Okay. But I can't give too much information because it's a top secret mission of mine. Okay. I, am, I have no hmm. idea what this is, by the way. But I'm I know, you don't. I am testing out a device for a company Whoa. that I can't tell you about. It's really cool. Oh, <laughs> I feel it's so cheated. <laughs> I know. It's a very similar to a pedometer, except oh. it measures um, METs. Do you know what METs are? No. Okay, it's basically um, how you measure physical activity and energy expenditure, basically, is what okay. it is. And so instead of just counting your steps as an up-down spring like the pedometer does, mm -hmm. it also calculates velocity, like um, how fast you're moving. Kind so of it's like got GPS, not only the up-down spring, but the forward and backward motion. And so it gives you a number at the end of the day that says you have burned, you know, nine METs or whatever, and your goal for that day was 10 or something. So, um, at, But at the same time, it also has this little um, counter thing that counts how many fruits you have of that day and blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And you dock it into your computer and it downloads all the information and tells you your progress and all the other stuff. Wait, stop right there. How did you get this? <laughs> Is it from work? No, I'll have to tell you later. But oh, that's the top secret part? Yeah, yeah, but it's super oh, cool. I love I'm it. I'm so love jealous. It. 
I know, it's really neat. I'm really stoked about that. Thanks I mean, for bringing too. that up. So anyway, those should be like... So that's off. like the little sneak peek? <laughs> yeah, this is a preview. And okay. I'll find out if, what I can tell you, if I can tell you more on, on the show or not. Um, I don't know what I can and can't tell people, but it's okay. super cool. That is really Everybody cool. should have one. <laughs> cool. Okay, we can't talk about it anymore because everyone's going to be jealous. So I know. <laughs> I, I am, so I'm changing the subject. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's your stoked installer for the week. Yep. It's time for In the News. <laughs> you completely sounded like a game show host. This is Kara with the Intransit Duo. Come on down. And I have a couple of things that I think are kind of interesting, and I found them in the news. So here you go. <laughs> the first one. Well, actually, there's a theme. There's two things, and the theme is um, women's health issues. Oh, okay. Okay, so the first one is that... There is a new vaccine that has been approved by the FDA, and it's called Gardasil, and it is for cervical cancer protection, but the vaccine is for the human papillomavirus, so Mm -hmm. um, HPV. And you've probably heard this in the news because there's a big debate going on about whether it should be given to, um, like, little girls, basically, that are... Like Which, from uh, from age six and up or something crazy like that. Yeah, I know for a fact that there's one state and I can't remember which one it is that's requiring eleven and twelve year olds to have it. Yeah, I think it's um, isn't it like is it Texas? What? Is it Texas? I think it is Texas actually. Yeah, I think it is too. I can't remember, but. I know it's the South. I think I'm pretty sure it's Texas. I remember being really shocked when I heard it. I, I just can't believe that they're actually making that part of a vaccine. Okay, so tell me a little bit about it. Is it so something that prevents? Here's the thing. Um, it, uh, let's see. Okay. The link between certain types of HPV and lower genital tract female cancers is well proven, and um, they've known for a while that this ST, or this, a sexually transmitted virus can cause precancerous lesions called dysplasia. Um, and let's see. The new vaccine called Gardasil protects against four of the most common HPV types, two that cause genital warts and two most uh, and the two most common types that cause cervical cancer. In clinical trials, the vaccine was found to be 95 to 100% effective in preventing infe- infection with those uh, virus strains. The immunity has been shown to last for at least four years, but they don't know yet when it might wane or if a booster may be needed. Wow. Um, the vaccine, which is given in three doses over a six-month period, has been proven effective in females aged 9 to 26. The earlier the vaccine is given, the better will be the immune response and the less likely that the person will have been already infected by one of the preventable HPV types. Inclusion of Gardasil with the usual immunizations at 11 to 12 years of age is recommended before the onset of sexual activity, but girls as young as 9 might be vaccinated at the discussion of parents and clinicians. And the vaccine can be given to females up to 26 years old to catch up. (laughs) 
the pregnant woman women should not um, receive the vaccine. Okay. And it says it's effective even if a woman has has been sexually active, even if she's had an HPV infection or dysplasia, and the vaccine can still be given to prevent infection with the other virus types. And studies are ongoing to determine effectiveness in women over 26 and in men. Um, side effects of Gardasil are usually mild. <laughs> this is funny. It's like the commercial. Side yeah. effects of Gardasil are usually mild. Local inflammation, soreness, swelling, and at the injection site. Serious uh. reactions are extremely rare. So, and then also just it points out that there are other HPV types that are not affected by the vaccine. So, oh. and it's not 100% protection. So, okay. Yeah. I have a couple of thoughts on this, of course, because I yeah. always do. Um, my first thought is that I don't say too much because I don't know enough about it. I haven't read any studies on it. But my initial thought is, whoa, they're administering this as something um, right into the market, and they're given, they're requiring it for 11 and 12-year-old girls to have. They're yeah. requiring it as a vaccine. That makes me a little nervous, just well, because I don't know what the efficacy of it is. I mean, obviously it's safe. The efficacy and the safety have obviously been identified because the FDA approved it. I feel comfortable with that, but it seems so new for them to actually be adopting that well, as yeah. a vaccine, a required vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I could see it being an option right now, but I can't believe that, well, actually, I've, I can't even say for sure what the new law is, but I, what I've heard, I think, is that Texas is making it mandatory. Yeah, that's what I heard. But I, mean. I don't know, like, when that's going to happen or if it's going to be up for, um, like, appeal, kind of, or what, you know. Or vote, even. Maybe? Right, yeah, for vote. And then... Um, also, the thing that concerns me about it is they say, well, first of all, it just seems really cumbersome um, as far as it they it says it's required to take three doses over a six-month period. Right. And that it's only, they only know for sure it's effective for four years. So, right. like, if someone, if a girl gets it at age... 11, let's say. So when she's 15, she would need, again, a booster or, well, well they, you know, and that would be, like, prime age probably for onset well, of sexual activity. Well, actually, that might, be, that, that might be just kind of a flaw in the information due to study design. That's because true. Because what could have happened, the study could have only lasted four years. So they only claimed for four years. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it said they they don't know when it will wane. So or yeah, it says it's been shown to last for at least four years. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, see if obviously more studies need to be done because they need to like follow this for longer term to to see what the effectiveness is over. I got thrown off again. Yeah. I don't okay. Anyway, what I was saying was um, that might actually be just a flaw in the study design, or not even design, but the, just study information, because the study could have ended at four years, and so they can only report four years. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying also when 
I think I kept talking before I realized that we got cut off. But um, I was saying that, yeah, that's just another shows that um, another study needs to be done to follow it for longer. Right, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and I know there's been debate that people, so a lot of people are saying, well, we should be promoting abstinence and blah, 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 and, you know, this isn't the answer and all this. But, you know, right. you know what's really interesting to me is that of all states, it was a sub, it was Texas that adopted this because... I am shocked, shocked completely. Yeah, because they're, the South, you know, in general is... Are the are the abstinence promoters, and this is, uh, like, obviously you'd think you'd think it would be gone the other way, you know. Totally. Yeah. That's, I don't. Yeah. Totally. It's just really counterintuitive what happened, but. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Okay. What is your other your other in the news topic? Okay, so my other women's health thingy is. Um, this is also, like, sexually related. This is women's sexual <laughs> health. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's that emergency contraception is now available over the counter. And oh, my God. Let me, just, let me just tell you a little about what it says in the story. Well, yeah, the FDA recently approved the sale of Plan B emergency contraception, which is also known as the morning after pill, without a prescription to women 18 and over. It would still, if you're under 18, you still have to get a prescription. But it says OTC Plan B um, will be available for purchase um, as uh, at, lo- at area pharmacies. Proof of age will be required. Um, and it says... Let's see. Um, oh my gosh, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, the rest is just blah blah blah. But um, <laughs> the rest is just boring stuff. But ba- yeah, basically, the gist is that now you can buy the morning after pill over the counter. This is crazy. <laughs> so like, it just wow. it seems like I don't know. To me, it just seems like. Uh, People like are having to be less and less um, responsible, responsible for their ac- for their actions. Yeah, but then on the other side of it all, I mean, I I totally agree with you. On the other side, the health companies have to be realistic and see where the need is, and obviously they're prescribing it a lot. That's true. That's true. And healthcare yeah. expenditure and everything the way it is now. They're probably just trying to decrease the population so they don't have to pay for any more people. But, you know, I'm also curious about, okay, if this if this is a pill that basically, um, you know, it's a morning, it uh, is emergency contraception, so you obviously know what it's doing, right? You'd, right. Think, you'd think that it would be um, a type of drug that's, dangerous enough that you wouldn't just want it to be sold over the counter, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would definitely, I'm assuming, this is this is my only assumption, is that the market price for this has got to be extraordinarily high, I would think, because yeah. they just don't want people, like a, you know, an 18-year-old kid who's promiscuous walk in there and 
buy a six pack of the morning after pills, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bet there's some kind of cost that's on it that makes it, you know, not so accessible. I would I would think. I don't know. Does it say in the article? How much? Um, yeah, how much No. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it probably varies by, you know, pharmacy or whatever, like any drug. So. Wow. Because you know, you know how drug, drugs aren't standardized in the, in the U.S. prices. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I guess it's not insurance because it's over the counter, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh just, my gosh. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really strongly I don't have strong feelings one way or the other really about it but it just it's just another thing it's just kind of shocking I think yeah I I, it scares me a little bit it seems dangerous to me yeah yeah I mean mean, are there you can only take it three times before something horrible happens to you I mean like what are the what are the ramifications of it yeah and doesn't it um and I think the scary part to me is that it's taking something out of the equation. So it's taking the physician out of the equation. And um, yes, maybe it's completely possible for someone to administer it themselves, you know, go buy it, administer it themselves. But Mm -hmm. if it's happening continually, um, there's probably some comorbidity there. So there's probably some other problem. And Mm -hmm. I think... Obviously, you can't catch the other problem if no one, you know, if there's not right. a physician there to intervene. Because hey. yeah, I mean, if a doctor, yeah. I mean, there's more, there's there's more to it than just getting the drug, you know. In the morning after pill. Yeah, because I mean, I wonder how many cases of HPV are diagnosed because a girl goes to the doctor for an a morning after pill. Exactly. You know. So I mean, I mean that's just one example. I can think of a thousand more. Or or even just things like um, someone um, annual checkups. Or I was thinking mental health. You know, like yeah. um, depression or uh, just like major problems. Uh, maybe like someone is suicidal, or you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. they're obviously abusing themselves and so. Uh, if if it's happening right. over and over, then they obviously have some type of personal self, you know, confidence, self um, esteem, something issue happening. Right, totally. Either that or <laughs> their total disregard for for their body. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I wonder what happens if, like, if a girl waits long to take it or if someone decides they want to have an abortion well, yeah, that's at another, three months or something. Yeah, I mean, that's a totally, we shouldn't even get into this. but Exactly, um, that's another thing. If, yeah, it's supposedly the morning after pill, who is controlling whether someone, you know, someone's like, oh, it's, I'm two weeks along, I, I'll just take, mm-hmm. I'll just take two morning after pills, I'll just go to two, you know, like, even if they have some control where you can only buy one or something. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's always a thousand ways around that. Well, yeah, have your friend buy one, or you go to two different stores, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, if I take, like, two of them, then then it'll work even better. You know, like, 
Right. It just seems like no way this is like too serious of a drug to like have to, over the counter. Right. It's just insane I mean, it to like me. Like vitamin B12 or something. <laughs> yeah, right. it just seems crazy to me. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be interested to know more of the details about how okay. how it came to be passed by the FDA. But whatever. Or if it's lower. Yeah. I mean, me too. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, I just anyway. thought I came across that and I was just shocked and thought it was an interesting thing to bring up. So, wow. Anyway, okay, so that's your in the news for the week. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for this week's exercise your brain. Um. We got a really cool email from a guy uh, in a suburb of L.A. It's uh, the Wrigley family, actually. And they sent us their race resume because last show we asked you to um, for maybe suggestions on what you do to build your race resume and uh, how you organize your races and how you keep everything in order. And so we got an email from the Wrigley family. And they actually post their resume on their race reports and race resumes online. And they monitor the whole family. And there's a husband, wife, and a little boy and a little girl. But a little girl's only 11 months old, so she doesn't do much. But <laughs> but they said she's going too soon. But the little boy, um, Kyle, he, uh, he does kitty case. So they also keep track of his race reports, too. So, um, okay, so anyway, so they keep track um, of all of their races, and then they post, it's in, basically in an Excel spreadsheet, and then they post those results on the web, and so all their friends and family and everybody can um, check up on it and see and compare if they were all in the same race or whatever. But one thing that I think is super cool and, and hopeful, and it gives me a ray of sunshine in my day, is that... Um, uh, the wife, I think her name is Tammy, I want to say, she uh, started, I think they started this race report, race resume thing, I think they said seven years ago, and she ran a 5K seven years ago, and then ran a 5K, ran the same 5K um, just recently, and she said her times are better. So I think it's so cool to see, this is a great way to track your improvement. Yeah, um, definitely. And can we give out the website? Do they mind? Um, I don't see why not. Yeah, is it an easy one? Do you no, have it in um, front of you? No, I don't have it in front of me. Or does he have a blog? I don't remember. I don't so. No, I don't think so. I didn't get any blog information. But we can post. <clears throat> we can post that example along with Tara's example on um, our website. Yeah, I put I put mine. If you look at my blog, I have my race resume up. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's on our website, too, which is www.intransitduo.com. Yeah, we'll post a link to it on there, so check it out. I think um, it's so uh, cute. They sent us pictures of, um, of Kyle and his little race, and he's so little and cute. I know. He's only so three, sweet. right? I know. And, and he, he was wearing he did, his arm fawn colors. What? <laughs> he 
he's wearing Lance Armstrong colors too. Oh, yep. <laughs> so cute. Oh. Hey, um Oh, do we have a new exercise your brain? Like a new Oh, so the you didn't or the whole point or this is exercise your brain cuz last week we just we didn't really have a quiz, we just had a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So we're giving you some challenge answers or challenge responses. Oh, 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 oh. But I have one more thing for, for the uh help to help people build their race resume. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. If you have no idea where to start and you have no clue kind of what you're doing, but you want to get something started so you can keep track of all the activities that you do, you can go to www.nikerunning.com. And you can create an account. It's totally free, so don't feel like you're having any obligation or whatever. But um, And then you go to the tra- – you click on training log, and then it gives you options to track everything you do, like daily training and then also races. Like you can type in the race event, what your bid number was, what your feelings were like, what weather, what the weather was like, what the terrain was like, everything about the race. I mean, it has an option for you. What shoes you were wearing, and then it – lets you keep track of how many miles you have on each pair of shoes. I mean, it's like crazy cool. It's crazy cool. So um, go check it out. It's really neat. It's nikerunning.com, and that's a great start, a good starting place to um, help you keep track of all your daily activities and your races. It's really cool. Excellent. Here's this this week's uh, exercise your brain is – basically a little quiz on blood <laughs> so uh, we're the theme is um since this is close to valentine's we're going with like uh, heart stuff heart stuff right so blood okay, it's red okay so here the first part is tell tell us what the difference is or what each of these is hemoglobin and hematocrit so oh my God. those okay. are two parts of the blood that um, are, you know, are responsible for different things. So tell us what those okay. are. So like two components that make up blood. Right. Okay. And then um, also, let's see. Another thing um, is serum. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Crea- creatinine. Creatinine. Creatinine, yeah. Creatinine, yeah. Serum creatinine. Yeah. Um, it's C R E A T I N I N E. Yep. So, um. That's weird. I was reading a report today about creatinine. That's really strange that you said that. So, okay, yeah. so the this is your quiz. This is what you need to look up: hemoglobin, hematocrit, serum creatinine, and uh, white blood cell count. Why are oh, the okay. what are those what's important about those? And then um here's something just a little piece of info that's interesting that I'll just give you um is uh prothrombin time. It's many people take Coumadin. It's a drug that um it's like a blood thinner, a drug that prevents and treats harmful blood clots. The prothrombin time or PT is a measure of the extent to which blood coagulation is inhibited by Coumadin. So the results are used to adjust Coumadin doses to achieve the appropriate level of anticoagulation. So it did okay, it. So time release. What? Is it time release? Is that what it's no, called? No, no, it's prothrombin time. Basically, it's telling you how long it takes for your blood to clot. 
So, because um, oh. Coumadin, well, Coumadin is just one type of blood thinner. And mm-hmm. um, it, they do that, they do a prothrombin time test to figure out whether the um, you have you have too much or too little um, of, okay. the, of the blood thinner. So, so they, is a person with a particular condition the person who would take this drug, obviously? Right, like, um, okay. like a stroke patient because you right. don't, yeah, because a blood clot is what could have caused a stroke, so, um, totally. or, you know, to prevent a stroke. So, yeah, a lot right. of people are on blood thinners. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, Thank yeah, you. if you know anything about blood, give us a ring, or if you don't, look it up and let us know. Oh, and, and our phone, phone number. You can call us at. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's 920-482-4822. Yep, give us a ring there, and um, even if... Maybe if you only know one of the the components, let us know. Or if you want to give a shot at all of them, that is excellent, too. I'll be impressed if we get some phone calls on this. I know. I'm. This is hard. Okay, so tell us again. You got hemoglobin. Hemato- um, hematocrit. Hematocrine. Um, serum, or serum creatinine. Yep, and white blood mm-hmm. cell count. Okay, and white blood cell count. Okay, the count. Yeah, what does that okay, mean? Okay, cool. Oh, good. This so, is like, so if you're getting your blood work done, you may, when the results come back, you'll have a better idea of what things mean. That's really good. Good, 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 good. That's great. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. So, thanks so much to the Wrigley family for emailing us their information. That is super cool. And they yeah. did really well. They had some really good race times on there too. I really know. Fun. And and I'm also I'm inspired to add my times to my race resume because so far I didn't. I mean I have like printouts, but I just didn't do that. I just didn't put the times on there. But I think I'm gonna add that. So. Yeah, that's a great. You should because that'll show you your improvement. Because right. I know you're improving. Yeah, I didn't even think about that really, and and so I think I'm gonna. Whoa. You know what I did? <laughs> I showed, um, because when they emailed us, they, he also emailed the link of the pictures of his little race. It was so cute. And um, I show, I was showing all the ladies at work, and one lady has uh, a little a boy, I, I'm pretty sure it's a little boy, around the same age as Kyle, I think three or four. And she was like, oh, I need to look for ladies like that. He looks like he's having so much fun. Yeah. So like, Kyle is an inspiration for the Dallas kiddos. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's really that's really cool. And I thought um, it was really cool to get email the information. That was really cool. Yeah, thank you. And I think it's well. I want to say cool one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool that that we have listeners in California. IA. I know that's so crazy. I was like, LA, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so very cool. Thank you, and um. Okay, so that's our exercise your brain. Um, let us know what your blood knowledge is. <laughs> and if you don't know, listen to the next show and we'll fill you in. Cool. Excellent. Okay, so I have the word of the week. Yay, what is the word of the week? The word of the week is skin flint. What? Skin flint. It's S K I S K I N F L I N T. Yep, skin flint. And okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have a guess. Yeah, give me a guess. I'm guessing. This is total, total guess here. 
but I'm guessing it's when, um, like, you shed or any kind of thing sheds, like a snake sheds its skin. Nope. Okay, what is it? Down, and it's someone who is stingy or a miser. Um, and here's where it comes from. Flint stones were used in olden times to start a fire. The term, oh, yeah. this term skin flint de- derives from the idea that a miserly person would go to the extreme and skin a flint or use a flint till it's as thin as skin. And here's an example, like an example sentence. But yesterday, Martha Stewart was revealed to have balked at invading her own wallet for even ten dollars worth of coffee and snacks. Just how much of a skin flint is Martha? <laughs> <laughs> so, Where did you get those words? Oh, I um, it's from Wordsmith. I get a word a day from oh, yeah, from right, Wordsmith. Right. Yeah, it's one. That's really that's a good word. Yeah, and well, cause the, and sometimes I do themes for the week. So the week that this came from, it was words for body parts used figuratively. Oh, <laughs> do you yeah, want to do you want to hear a couple other ones? I do actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, like one of them is uh, white knuckle, and it's okay. Is like that when you're scared. It, yeah, extreme nervousness or fear, and it comes from. Mm-hmm the appearance of blood drained in from your fist, you know, clenched tightly around something such as a totally. Yeah. Well the example I've been white knuckle before on um roller coasters. And then um there's another one it's um jug jugulate. It's um to stop something by extreme measures to or to slit the throat. Um and it comes from Latin jugulatus, um past particle or jugular to cut the throat from um, jugulum collarbone or neck and uh, ultimately from the Indo-European root jung to join that is also the ancestor of such words as junction, yoke, yoga, adjust, juxtapose, and junta. Really? Yeah, so jugulate or or jugulate um, is a verb to stop something by extreme measures or to slit the throat. Okay. Weird, huh? I'm probably going to have to use that. I don't know what the jugular is. But let me give you an example sentence. It says, As Douglas Hurd, who refused to sign the letter, could see full well, this is not an attempt to change Tory policy on the single European currency. It's an attempt to jugulate William Hague. And that's, um, anyway. <laughs> okay. It's just an example. Cool. But I gotta give you I gotta give you one one more just so you see what okay. all the, the body part ones were. Okay. Um Oh, the other one is um lead foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, is that one you that yeah, but it says from the suggestion that one has feet made of lead, a heavy metal that keeps the accelerator of the vehicle pressed down, so everyone knows that one. Yeah, everyone knows that one. Yeah. Okay, so ours was skin flint because either like you're a miser or you're greedy, or you're you you're just, you're stingy. Yeah. Stingy. Yeah, greedy. Okay, so you just because you use the flint all the way down till it's thin as skin. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. So, any anyway, okay, so yeah, that's the word of the week or the word right on. of the week. <laughs> yep.
for the no-name nutrition section. And Kara has something super fabulous for us this week. Kara, what you got? Well, this is something you may have thought about here and there, or maybe you never even thought about it, and uh, because you just followed what what it said, what something said, and never questioned it. But um, when you go grocery shopping, do you ever check expiration dates of your perishable items? Uh, if you don't, <laughs> but if you don't think of it at the store, you might think about it at home, especially if you go to grab your milk or something in the morning, and you notice that yeah. it's past past the sell date. Um, and is it okay to put in your cereal? The answer, surprisingly, is most likely yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to. Before I continue, I had to say that I'm usually a rebel, and <laughs> I I don't give a crap what those dates say. I just smell it or look at it and make sure it's okay, and I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yep, me too. Well, here's a little um, insight to the mystery behind those dates. Um, open dating, or the use of a calendar date as opposed to a code on food, is a date stamped on a package to help the store determine how long to display the product. And it can also help the purchaser to know um, the time limit to purchase it or use it for its best quality. But it's not a safety date. After the date passes, while it might not be the best quality, the product should still be safe if it's handled properly and kept at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below or um, or at the recommended storage um, temperature. Open dating is found primarily on perishable foods like poultry, meat, eggs, dairy products. Wait, and, like what does open dating mean? Um, that's Open dating is using a calendar date instead of a code. So, like, if it says February oh, 7th, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, wait, so is sell-by and best-by the same thing? Well, I'm getting to that. Just a second. Oh, okay. Okay, Um, okay, so yeah, mostly it's used on things like we all know, like meat, poultry, eggs, and dairy products. But enclosed or coated dating might appear on shelf-stable products like cans and boxes of food. So the closed or coated is where if we looked at it, it probably wouldn't make any sense (laughs) because it wouldn't be just a clear-as-day date. It would just be like a a number or like a word that, yeah. Okay, so the types of dates, a sell-by, if it says sell-by, it tells the store how long to display the product. And you should buy the product before that date. Um, if it says best if used by or best if used before, the date is recommended for the best flavor or quality. It's not a purchase or safety date. Oh. And then a, That's interesting. So beware when it says sell-by. That's what you have to be cautious about. Yeah, and then, um, and hang on, I got a couple more, though. A use-by date is the last date recommended for the use of the product while at peak quality. The date has been determined by the manufacturer. Uh Uh-huh. And then closed or coded dates, the ones that, you know, we won't recognize as easily, Mm -hmm. are packing numbers for use by the manufacturer. But if the the product product has a use-by date, you should follow that date. If the product has a sell-by date or no date, cook or freeze the product as follows. So, fresh poultry, ground meat, or ground poultry within one or two days of purchase. You should use it unless you um, cook it or freeze it. 
and fresh beef, veal, pork, and lamb you should use within three to five days of purchase. And then eggs, you can um, they should be fine if you use them within three to five weeks after you purchase them. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. I swear, I keep eggs for weeks. So do I. I keep mine for like months probably. <laughs> like, yeah, actually I probably do too. It's terrible, but oh. whatever. I've been okay so far. Eggs? But I boil half of my eggs and I keep the other half regular. Uh-huh. So it's like, and you can keep boiled eggs for like a month it seems like. Yeah. Don't quote me on that because somebody's going to get sick and die probably. <laughs> that, but I do it all the time. Um, but it says even it. Even if the sell-by date on eggs has passed, um, or or even if it's passed, you can use it three to five weeks after you purchase them. Because they they wouldn't be on the shelf if they weren't, you know, they have the sell-by date. But as long as you bought them, you have like three to five weeks after you buy them. And then um, if, uh, oh, milk, you can use up to a week after it's sell-by date. Nice. And, oh, an interesting fact about the labeling is that it's not mandated by federal law. It's the only items that the fed the federal government requires expiration dates are, um, that are, that they require expiration dates for are drugs, like prescription and over-the-counter, and um, infant formula as well, like baby foods. Wow. Um, and so, but a lot of states have implemented their own regulations. And of the 50 states plus the District of Columbia, 26 treat code dating of dairy foods as voluntary. So, wow. yeah. Well, and, I, I'm not too worried about that because it's to the company's benefit to make it the best possible. They don't want people getting sick of their food. So they're probably actually more cautious than we would think. Yeah, and then the other 25 states require a code date, the code date, not the open date, um, okay. on on dairy products, w- with um, five states uh, having established maximum shelf life dates for pasteurized fluid milk products. So that's it. Wow. That's a really good nutrition section, Kara. I learned a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Good information. Good information. Yeah, I thought it was interesting stuff. Well, I think it's real, one of the most interesting parts, like it says, is that it's an interesting fact, is that none of it's mandated by federal law. That's really interesting yeah. to me. Because I thought I actually would have assumed it was like an FDA thing that they had to have those dates on there. But hmm. Well, it, I think it falls under the same, um, the same I guess, uh, umbrella as um, dietary supplements and things like that because those are not regulated by the FDA either. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's yeah, I think it has to do with all that stuff. But I know it does seem crazy, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, in one way or another. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Right on. Yep. So I guess that's the little nutrition corner for you. <laughs> Wait, is that the end of the show? I think so. I I think we covered everything. Well, we skipped so too. we skipped a couple of segments because we talked long enough for the show. Yeah. But, oh, did. but also, actually, we can just play it right now. Cause, 
because I almost forgot. Um, I did a run with uh, Triceratops. I got to meet. Oh Triceratops. yeah. Yeah, I got to meet her. Um, in at the end of January, she was here uh, for work, and so I got to meet up with her, and we went for a run. We went. We ran up to the summit, and we did a butt kicker of a hill climb up there. <laughs> we ran up, and so I recorded it. I still need to edit it out because. Yeah, it, we had a butt kicker of a hill climb, and um, it was a really good run. But I was, it was really nice to meet um, Sarah, and she's really cool. And she, That's so cool. I'm so jealous. You've got to meet two listeners since you've lived up there, and I haven't met anybody. I know. And, well, it was so random that um, Sarah was even coming here because she is from Cleveland. So. Oh, I know. That's yeah. so cool. Wait, really cool. I hope that I can meet up with her sometime in the future, like, for an event or something. So, we'll see. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm excited to get audio. So, that's where we're going up to where that thing is. Ooh. Should be interesting here. <laughs> you have me panting on your recorder. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you can tell your coach you got a hill workout. Yeah. Wait, what side is the top? Uh, some kind of monument thing. I've actually <laughs> not even read what, it, <laughs> what it's about. Because I'm so, like, distracted by the view. Yeah. When I run out here, I feel like I'm so out of shape. Because <laughs> of the hills and stuff. Yeah. But, like, indoors, I'm just fine. But I guess it's just not used to the hills. Yeah. There's a trail that we're going to get on here. Let's walk in these It's a nice little park here. Yeah, so, are you doing Iron Man again? I want to. Yeah, not to. You're not signed up for anything. No, no. I know a lot of people that did it last year, like, signed up for this year again. No, I mean, I'm absolutely not going to lie. Yeah. But it's so, so much time commitment. So what tribes do you have coming up this season to be things without you? Um... Not really yet, because I want to ask around, like, uh, what graces are good. This is where it begins. <laughs> like, when I get toward the top, I have to walk some of it. Because yeah. it's so deep. It took me a while to figure out how these all connect, too. Yeah. But it's all downhill on the way back. So that's good. Oh, wait. Hang on, I think I missed one of the turn-offs. Um, hang on, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> we want to go up. Oh, well. It's easy to miss. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's right here. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even see it. Okay, we're almost to where we start going up, like straight toward the summit. Yeah. Oh, I know. Right? The treadmill used to be. I was banging out like eight fifteen. You know, and I'm like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts you through a little thing. 
it's not quite as deep or steep. I kind of like how there's a summit because it it makes you like keep going. Yeah, you're like I have to make it to the summit. Yeah. yeah. You don't just like turn around. Yeah. <laughs> like half a mile from it. We're still not there. <laughs> we still have a little ways to go. Here's a little, a little bit of a view. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> yep. There's even those little binocular things, you know. Oh, they're really. Tough. Yeah. That's why you don't have to go. Yeah. I don't know if the if you have to put money in them or not. I haven't tried it. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had a hill like this from my house. That'd be awesome. I know. Well, love that it's right across the street, so I don't have yeah. any excuse. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to drive there. Yeah, because I live on a really flat side of town, and all the hills are on like the east side of Cleveland. So uh, like yeah. minimum half hour drive to really get good hills in. Oh, uh, that sucks. So it's very easy yeah. for me to be like, eh, I think I'll just run by my house today. Yeah. <laughs> that um, like that field down there. That's where we ran across. Oh my god! Right there. No way! Yep. Wow. And... Okay, we're pretty high up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, those cars, see the flashing lights are yeah, down there? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the street where we came out of, kind okay. of. So my apartment's like over on the other side of that hilly thingy. Okay, we can go back this way. Because right. it just circles around, you know? Yeah. But then... Yeah, this is the easy part going down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can run it because it's be easy. No, it's like when you get to the top, you're like, okay, I can finish the run now because yeah. it's all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> even when I just feel like an out and back and it's not really even, I just feel like the out is harder than the back. Uh huh, definitely. It's all mental Because you know that you're only getting closer when yeah, you're going yeah. back. Yeah, it just feels shorter when you're going back. Does your watch have distance on it? It doesn't. No. I wonder. I think. Or how long have we been running? Like uh, 42. It's probably like maybe a little over four miles that we've gone. Yeah. It's pretty decent. Yeah. At least we got out. Yeah. It's cold. Well, there weren't big horses about it. Okay, so that was really cool audio from Sarah. That was awesome. I know. It, it was such a good run. I'm just so stoked that I got to meet her, and hopefully we'll get to hang out again sometime in the future. I am jealous. So, yeah. Okay, I don't, so what is the pump-up song of the week, Kara? The pump-up song of the week is This Way by Scott Sweeney and the Jet Pilots. And you can find them through myspace.com. It's at www.myspace.com slash Scott Sweeney and the Jet Pilots it's out of Chicago, Illinois. But before I let you hear the pump up song, we have an extra special track coming from Elizabeth. She gave me a call at the last minute and had to give some awesome news. So here's a little uh, clip with Elizabeth, and then you can hear it this way by Scott Sweeney and the jet pilots. Okay, I had to call and make you get on your computer because I just ran 10 miles, and guess how fast I ran it? Um, I don't know, like pretty fast? So what, like under 10-minute mile? Yes, under 10-minute mile. I ran it in 87 minutes. 
Whoa, that's really good. I freaking know, dude. I was just, wait, I don't know what's wait, happening. Wait, you ran 10 miles? What's 10 that? miles in 87 huh? minutes? Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, it was, holy crap, that's like really good. What is I, that? I think it's like a nine minute pace. Wait, well, let's see. Yeah, that's under nine minutes. I know, I ran the whole thing, and I think what happened was I, I ran, the, like, the first four miles a lot faster than um, I normally run. Like, I've been running my short distances, like, three miles. I've been running those pretty fast lately. Mm-hmm. But, I I mean, shit, I did not expect at all. Like, I'm freaking out right now. I started, I was, I looked at my watch. I didn't look at my watch the whole time. Thank goodness, because I would have freaked out. But then I got back to my car, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> and I started dancing, and this guy, <laughs> this guy was running by, and he was like, have a good run. I was like, I had the best run of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in total shock. I had to, like, call and record this moment. <laughs>